0: la حول ولا want إلا بالله. لا حول la إلا
1: Assalamu alaykum, wa rahmatullah, and welcome to another edition of Tohhid in the Creation, exploring the book The Big Bang, the Amazing Human Body, authored by Budhasari Mani. My name is uh, Muhammad Fasih Peterson, and I'm in conversation, as always, with the author, Budhasari Mani. And uh, this evening, uh, we will be starting on the second part of the book, looking at the amazing human body. Budhasari, assalamu alaykum, and welcome to studios once again.
2: Wa alaykum salam, wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Muhammad Fasih. And the listeners are there
1: it's a pleasure having with us and of course again a riveting topic and i think when we think about um the human body as we will be exploring this evening we tend to have this idea that because i mean we are human beings we understand how the human body functions and works but we'll be going deeper into uh, this human body in the sense that there's so much wonder there's so much detail that allah has placed in every cell of the human body and we'll be exploring the uniqueness of human beings and of the human body that is incompatible with anything else in the universe
2: Ya Muhammad Rasikh You see, um, the the inspiration I got for writing this book was based on the Quranic verse which I am going to quote Uh, It was quoted before It's good to remind ourselves where it comes from and I quote, open quote and on the earth are signs for, for the certain in faith and within yourselves, then will you not see? Close quote. Um, this verse is a verse that points to the universe out there, but it also points to our own human bodies, the thing that's the closest to us. Uh, our our human bodies Uh, and we hope inshallah that when going through this we will try and identify what are the signs that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to uh, ponder on and why do we ponder on these signs why is it why is it that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asking us to look at the heavens and the earth and within ourselves because the information of how things work, it's great. All people have a natural inclination to want to know how things work. Allah created us like that. But there's a deeper purpose behind that. And that purpose is to understand how things operate so that we can get to know the Creator of everything behind us. And when we see our wonderful and complicated and unique things are around us then we are compelled to marvel at the one who actually is in charge and the creator of all of these processes.
1: Now Blisani, uh, if we look at the human being um, as, as we would say a creature existing in this world it seems that one of the things that makes this creature special is the fact that he behaves differently from every other natural life form. Uh, the fact that this human being is someone who engages differently, he doesn't just fulfill his base needs, he's got a broader sense of things that he attaches himself to, he has aspirations and desires and things that go far beyond what normal creatures and what nature generally drives
2: other creatures towards? Yeah, Muhammad Faseek, you're actually touching on the very essence of why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created human beings. Um, A dog, if you take a dog or a cat or any animal, they are not going to be summoned to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and account for how they lived their lives. Not even the malaika are going to be called upon because They behave exactly according to the laws of how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created them. They are compelled to behave in a particular way and Allah has determined that up front and they have no need to account because they only do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala expects them to do. Human beings are different. It's Well, let us also add in jinn, but as I said right on, uh, early on in the the, uh, program, that um, we won't touch on jinn. That's a completely separate topic. But human beings in jinn, and let us just focus on human beings, have been given the special ability to choose what they want to do. We are not compelled to be good people. Allah doesn't compel us in the same way that Allah compels um, uh, the malaika or the dog or the animal or the tree to behave in a particular way. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us the ability to choose what we want to do. So if we choose to do wrong, that's our choice. If we choose to do good, that's our choice. There's no compulsion. But we have to account for those things. But that makes us very unique from the entire creation we have been given the ability to decide what we want to do and that's one of the things that makes us unique now if you look at that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala considers human beings as its most beloved and the most prized creation because if we choose to do the right things not because we are compelled to do it, then we can rise above the levels of anything else that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created, including the malaika. But that doesn't mean that every human being is better than the malaika, or for that matter even uh, than a tree or a dog. We, it depends purely on how we have exercised our Unique ability and that is the question of free will and choice
1: Now if we talk about the Which is uh, something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to human beings Solely uh, to Allah's creatures who serve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We think about the fact that What we've been doing in this program for the last while Is that to try and get people to ponder on the greatness of Allah subhanahu to use the akal to reflect upon the greatness of Allah subhanahu ta'ala and look at the signs of Allah subhanahu ta'ala as a way to develop tawkhid and get closer to Allah subhanahu ta'ala How do we then as human beings, how do we then as individuals need to understand the significance, the importance of this uh, consciousness that Allah subhanahu ta'ala has given us that no other creature has And that no other creature can reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with except the human being
2: that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created. Allah speaks and the Hadith speaks in several places, in several, several places about the importance and the need to reflect. Tafakkur. Tafakkur is not a question, as we mentioned earlier, of satisfying our curiosity. We shouldn't want to know what makes the stars twinkle and how fast does the earth rotate around its axis as a point of curiosity. Tafakkur has a very significant reason behind it and why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs us and if Allah instructs, if you are given a command by anyone, an instruction and you don't obey, You are in breach of that law. And we must understand if Allah instructs us to reflect and we don't, then we are actually committing a sin. You are doing something that Allah has instructed you to do and you don't do it. Especially if you do have the ability to reflect and you don't do it. So we must take this question of tafakkur as a very, very important component of our deen.
1: The voice of Ibn Mani This is the program Tawheed in the Creation, exploring the book The Big Bang The Amazing Human Body. And uh, tonight we are looking at the second half of the book, which focuses on the amazing human body. When we come back after the break, we will continue. Stay tuned. Assalamu alaikum wa Welcome back to the program Tawkhid and the Creation Exploring the book The Big Bang The Amazing Human Body With uh, Ibn Mani And uh, Ibn Now we've looked at the akul, We've looked at the human bodies uh, I think the seat of the human body Is the mind the, 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 the control center of the human body But how much do we really know About this uh, vessel That
2: Allah has created for our ukh? The mind acts as a doorway to knowledge. We know things with our mind, and as we progress along the path, the mind has a direct connection with our hearts, and the kind of information that settles on the heart is determined by how we use the mind. So the mind has an absolutely crucial role to play, and that's one of the reasons why we were also instructed to seek knowledge from the cradle to the grave it's it's an instruction it's a compulsion on us we can't say I get slums a school or I went to university and I now know knowledge is something that we pursue until the last until our last breath so if we look at the importance of the mind then the tool How we use it in this particular instance is the question of reflection. And if we bring it closer to home, what should we be reflecting on when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Look within yourselves. Look within yourselves for the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we look at how the body operates and we're going to come to the mind as a separate um, topic, Because the mind alone on how it operates uh, requires almost one slot, complete slot on its own and we, we are going to come to that inshallah. But the reason of why we are expected to look at what goes on inside the body is so that we can see the uniqueness, the absolute uniqueness of how the body operates and almost miraculous it's almost, you know if if we were to take any other example and compare to what is going on inside the body we'll be absolutely shocked blown over, our minds will boggle at what actually goes on inside the body without us even knowing what is going on and that's why we're going to go on this journey about looking at the human body and then make the connection between that and the Creator of this human body, inshallah
1: Now we also, and I think we've, we've mentioned this right at the beginning of the show, where we are instructed to reflect, <coughs> not only on the external signs, but also look within and so would I say that then starting to look at how the human body is structured, how it has been created and, and how it has been designed, that that in itself would help us to, as amazing as the external universe is, also see how amazing this internal universe is that Allah SWT has designed within all of us that keeps us going but also that stands as testimony to the greatness of Allah creation.
2: You've made a very nice connection between the two points that the ayah refers to. The ayah refers to the universe out there you must reflect on it and obviously it becomes extremely technical. Um, and one needs a fair amount of knowledge to fully understand how Allah created the universe and everything that it contains uh, in space as we, as, as, as we refer to it. But Allah also brings us as close to ourselves, and that's our human bodies, Look within your human bodies. You don't have to go further if you're not able to, either because of lack of knowledge or whatever other reason. But look within yourselves and make effort to understand what is going on in the body. Don't take this vehicle for granted. Look inside it so that there can be a constant reminder. If you stand in front of the mirror in the morning, hopefully, inshallah, after we've dealt with this part of the book and you look in the mirror, and you see yourself, you will look at yourself in the mirror and reflect on some of the uniqueness and the greatness not only of the body, but of the one who created the body. So inshallah, we, we're going to to, to, to to embark on this process now and make the first points about the human body. The first point to make that's absolutely astonishing most amazing is the fact that the human body all human beings operate almost exclusively only on two components it relies on chemicals and it relies on electricity and it is the chemical composition and the way electricity is used that makes the whole human body operate. Subhanallah. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's just this mere statement that we now move away. What makes our body stick? What makes it operate? What does it depend on? It depends on chemicals and electricity and those are two, two of the most almost the fundamental blocks on which the whole body functions and operates.
1: Now, um, if we look at that, chemicals and electricity, and then we look at the idea that the body has an entire ecosystem uh, present of organisms operating in the body to perform certain functions that move within the cells, that move within the blood, that move within the bones as well. And then we understand that all of these need to be fed by by certain nourishment, some of that being the nourishment that we are familiar with and some that we are not so familiar with.
2: Yes, of course, uh, when, when people hear this comment, they're going to say, yeah, but the body needs uh, food. Uh, without food, it won't be able to operate. It needs water. It needs oxygen. Yes, but those are all forms of chemicals. It's chemicals, and the chemical component... Uh, is transmitted from the sun. We, we made this point right on in one of the earlier programs, and we said the sunlight contains the chemicals that the body requires to operate. Now you're going to say, uh, sunlight? Uh, how does sunlight fit in with food and oxygen and water? The sunlight, um, as an example, is the one thing that's converted by the plants through the process of photosynthesis. It converts the sunlight into glucose, a form of energy which the animals eat or we eat it directly. um, And the animals eating it it's, con- it's converted to proteins, but ultimately the body breaks it down back into chemicals. And that chemical energy um, is what the actual cells in the body require to operate in the way that they are currently operating.
1: The voice of Beda Mani, This is the program to in the creation, exploring the book, the Big Bang, the amazing human body, and of course, uh, tonight uh, we are looking at the human body and uh, uh, the amazing processes and unpacking how incredible the creation of the human being is in relation to how Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has created us. We're going to go for a break. Uh, when we come back, we will continue. Stay tuned. <laughs>
0: لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله
1: wa rahmatullah Welcome back to the program, to the Creation, exploring the book, The Big Bang, The Amazing Human Body, authored by Professor Dimani. And uh, before the break, we were looking at the various attributes uh, over the various functions of uh, the, the the body that produces energy. And we were talking about how even oxygen, the food that the body consumes, those are all. Chemicals, in a sense, and together with electricity, uh, that is what makes the body function. And now we will be looking at the the cells of the human body, uh, which help the body to process chemicals. It helps the body transfer energy from one state to another internally.
2: And Basali, uh, I'm looking for you much forward to this segment. Yes, um, we said that everything in the entire universe, everything. Uh, is made up of atoms that still remains a fact that's cast in stone everything including the body cells now the human body is made up of human body cells what is a human body cell it's the smallest part of living matter Um, within the human body. When we say the smallest part of living matter, it means that every part of the body, if we break it down to the smallest piece, has an element that can be termed living. It's alive, but it's the smallest part. It's almost like um, if you look at the cosmos and we say the thing that everything is, uh, 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 in the world is composed of uh, 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 are atoms. Um, now, the smallest part of living matter, and we say living matter, it behaves in a way that all living matter, in fact, um, operate on. They operate on, on the ability that they can, they, oh, they are alive This is this tiny minuscule. They they breathe, they move, they reproduce or multiply or duplicate themselves and they take in energy and they excrete waste.
1: Perhaps if we unpack that even further, so when we're saying that we have organisms within the body, that are alive within the body. For instance, the ocean, we see the ocean as one body moving, and uh, we say, well, okay, that's the ocean. But then there are creatures in the ocean. There are fishes, there are dolphins, there are whales, all of these other things that are moving and existing and living, performing functions within the ocean, even though we see the ocean as one thing, but it's made up of so many other things. And so certainly the human body has almost like cities or whole Countries or galaxies existing within each cell that produces certain functions and all of those Interconnected help the human body do what it does and so then that is all happening, but it's all silent Uh, We as the as the main force in the body the human being is not even aware of those processes
2: Yeah, these are all automatic things it happens outside our control It's under the direct control of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of these things. It's only the things that's under our control where we can make choices that we have control over. But what happens inside the body is outside our control. But the amazing thing is we shouldn't think that the body is this unit um, that's made up of tiny little pieces each operating on its own. Yes, what is so marvelous about it. These tiny pieces, they come together and organize themselves to perform very complicated functions. Um, some of them come together and they form the organs, uh, the heart, the lungs, uh, and whatever else uh, we have in the body are in fact Organs that may are made up of tiny pieces of body cells and these body cells become specialized depending on the type of function that they want to perform but when you break it down eventually it's made up of millions now let me just say and this is the most amazing thing so how many body cells um, uh, do we think uh, we have in the body 40 trillion cells make up an adult human body. 40 trillion human cells, each one, each single cell has a life of its own, subhanallah, with a specific function of what it has to do for itself, to continue living but also how it relates to the other cell next to it and how they together are organized to perform a particular function. 40 trillion in every single human being each one under the control of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah.
1: And uh, when we think about it, so how many human beings are on this planet? Uh, some people are saying we're moving towards 8 billion now. And then we look at all the people that existed before that. And before that, subhanallah, right up until the first... Man and and woman to walk the earth And then we think about the fact that These processes are not only Existing in ordinary Human beings but also we are looking at it uh, Existing in other natural Life forms, uh, other creatures And they also have these cellular processes Taking place and (laughs) trillions And trillions of of cells uh, And yet subhanallah All of these things are happening And Allah is in control and Allah is knowledgeable Of each and
2: every Single cell Subhanallah, subhanallah. You know, if we, if we, if, if we don't understand or, or, or we didn't fully uh, uh, grasp the significance of whatever else was said up to now, then I think this point that you've emphasized now, that every single cell in the entire human race is under the direct control Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that each one of them has a life of its own. It lives, it breathes, it moves, it dies, it reproduces, it has to have a certain amount of oxygen and food uh, to survive and Allah controls all of that. Subhanallah.
1: Subhanallah. But Asani, I think that's where we have to leave it for today. But uh, it's been quite an interesting show. And I think uh, we're looking forward to delving deeper into the human body. And looking at the cells, um, I'm, I'm seeing a correlation between atoms and particles in the, human being, in, in, in the universe and cells in the human body and organisms in the human body. And the fact that they exist, that they are performing their functions, that they are being obedient to the laws that Allah has created for them. And... All of these things that Allah has created to sustain human life, subhanAllah, externally in the universe and internally within our own bodies to keep us conscious and awake the way, part of the favours of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we can reflect on the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that we can serve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
2: SubhanAllah uh, Muhammad Fasih, um, the The body, why Allah points us to the body? The body is almost like a miniature of the entire universe, um, and we will find some of the miracles that we have uh, 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 noticed out there in the galaxies and in the, the, the external world, um, that many of those things are duplicated within the body at mini- uh, a miniature level. Subhanallah, Allah is so great. Uh, And I hope inshallah that, uh, That we will be able to continue with this And actually extract the full benefit of this A final reminder Let us not only look at these things For curiosity's sake So that we can say we now know how this works But let it be an exercise That draws us closer to the creator And the one who is in charge Of everything else out there Our mighty, supreme Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Shukran Jazilan uh, Muhammad Fasih uh, And to the listeners alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh
1: Wa alaikum salam Warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Big shukran to Bilas And uh, look forward inshallah To next week's program From myself Muhammad Fasih Piers until I speak to you again inshallah I bid you wa warahmatullahi And have a fantastic evening further <laughs>
0: لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله